Welcome to the Momship Mastery Podcast, the ultimate destination for moms seeking balance, connection, and growth in their journey through motherhood. I'm your host, master's level therapist and life coach, Andrea Baker. Here at the Momship Mastery, we believe that motherhood is a purposeful journey filled with discoveries, challenges, and countless opportunities for growth. Our mission is to provide you incredible moms with the wisdom, inspiration, and tools to flourish as you nurture your relationship with yourself and those around you. Each week, we will dive into transformative conversations, therapeutic insights, and practical tips to empower you to thrive as a mom while still maintaining your unique identity. From self-care strategies to relationship building, from spiritual growth to parenting insights, I've got you covered. So if you're ready to embark on this journey with us, Hit that subscribe button and let's explore the world of motherhood, relationships, and growth together. Remember, you're not alone on this journey, and we're here to support you every step of the way. Hey guys, welcome to the first episode of the Momship Mastery. I'm so geeked and excited um, to actually be getting this out to you guys. I want to spend some time in this episode to really just introduce myself and kind of explain what the Momship Mastery is, how it came to be, and all those things. So hopefully you spend this time to get to know me and maybe you'll send me a DM or email so I can get to know you and we can get this thing going, right? All right. So as you guys know, my name is Andrea. I am I'm a master's level marriage and family therapist and uh, NLP life coach. My family and I, we live in the Middle East. We are an American expat family. We have been expats since 2021, and it has definitely been a journey. Uh, it's been exciting. We've had a lot of uh, ups and downs, pros and cons, all the things about expat life. Um, but we try to keep most of that updated on our Be Boundless Instagram page. You can see our family traveling and experiencing life here in Kuwait on that page. But it's just a little bit different, but I wanted to let you guys know kind of where we were coming from. My husband actually decided he wanted to teach abroad um, right after kind of COVID era. So things had gotten really hard for teachers in the classroom and he just was kind of at his wit's end. He had been in a classroom almost 10 years and he was just like, no, I'm done. So we decided to move abroad. It was all fun. It was all like, cool, let's do it. And then I was like, well, how am I going to be a therapist in another country? Like, I have no idea how this is going to work. But it was an adjustment. Uh, It's still been an adjustment and it's been an honor, honestly, I have to say that it's an honor for me to actually be able to see clients from all over the world, from different backgrounds, from different walks of life, right? It has really uh, helps me in the diversity aspect of being a culturally sensitive uh, marriage and family therapist. So I am 100% grateful for uh, that aspect of being a therapist here. It also gives me a bit of time flexibility that I would not have had in the States. I understand like the demand is a bit different. While that can be, I guess, a good thing that, you know, the burnout level isn't as high, it still kind of gives me a lot of time on my hands. And I really didn't know what to do with that time at first. I started to really get more into reading and doing some research and just trying to find other avenues for me to feel uh, like I was reaching out to people and to really feel like I was making connections and building and things like that. I 
am very much so a community oriented person. I love people. Um, not to the like I'm not I wouldn't say I'm an extrovert. I, I like to be by myself in most parts, but I enjoy the company of people. I enjoy talking to people. It's a weird dynamic, like really. I don't know how to explain that. So I was seeing all these people from these different places and I started to realize and I really felt bad about it. I was realizing I'm like, wow, like a lot of people here have the same problems that that we had in the States. Like we thought we were different and we thought only our families were doing this and we thought that mental health was only stigmatized in this community or in that community. But I started to realize that across communities and across cultures and across countries, a lot of the themes are the same. And it really just blew me because as marriage and family therapists, we're taught to look at systems. We're taught to look at problems from a more systemic perspective than a linear perspective. So if a client comes in with depression, then we don't just look to treat the depression. We look to see how many people are affected by this, how is this affected by others. Like we look at it from a much broader perspective than just treating the symptoms of depression, if that makes sense. So I was looking at um, some of the things that were being presented to me. And like I said, I really love working with families and working with couples. And that's really the um, like the perspective that, that I took. So even when I was working with children, like I would bring parents in to converse with them and really would start to realize like hmm, a lot of the issues or problems that are being presented to me have a lot to do with um, some of the systems that the clients are involved in. So if there's like a behavior problem, there's usually a either a misunderstanding or that behavior is trying to communicate a feeling of displacement or a feeling of needing attention or or different things that the behaviors are trying to communicate to us. And I felt like the only way for us to see the full picture of what this was trying to communicate with is for me to talk to everybody. So that's kind of like the take that I um, would start off looking at. And I would really just work with, um, start working with the parents and the children. Or if I'm working with a couple, then I would sometimes work with them separately and then sometimes together. But really just trying to um, help others have a more... A systemic view. And it, it would be so humbling to see clients really get like this light bulb on when they're like, oh, this isn't just this. I thought that this was only um, happening because of this. But no, I realize now that this may be also affecting or be affected by something else. So that's kind of been my journey as a therapist here in Kuwait and really just trying to find my place find where I fit, find how I want to fit, and really how I like to work with people. Like I said, I love working with couples. I love working with families because I'm really a person about connection and about relationships. I realize that relationships really are the the central piece of who we are. We're very relational people, whether we consider ourselves to be introverts or extroverts, loners or whatever. We're at the very depth of us. I feel like we're all relational people and we'll get into that later. But yeah, that's that's really my view on it. So as I like to work with families and couples, I found myself strongly 
drawn to mothers and the struggles of motherhood. It just seemed to consistently and constantly put itself out at me. Like, and I'm realizing, like, okay, I could be maybe of some help to moms who are are struggling with anxiety and depression and feeling isolated and all those things. And it's really resonated with me because I started to think of my own journey through motherhood, early motherhood, as I'm still journeying through that. Uh, like I said, our kids are five and seven. This has been a completely different journey for us as parents and definitely for me through motherhood. Uh, when I first became, like it was not long after we had been married, and I was very young. I was 23. I had just graduated college. My husband had graduated the year before me. So we were young parents. We thought we knew what we, what we were doing. We thought we knew how to do this, but didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what not to expect. I didn't know the amount of change that this was going to cause me. Motherhood transition and the marriage transition happening at the same time was difficult. Right. So we didn't really have a lot of time to set a foundation of who we were as husband and wife before we had to acclimate to being parents. And we both were dealing with our own expectations of what marriage was supposed to be, what a husband was supposed to be, what a wife was supposed to be. You know, we had our own views of this and we weren't quite ready to put those views down or make our own views together. It was really like, this is what I expect you to do. This is what he expected me to do. And it wasn't happening. Like, it was like, mm, no, not at all. And 23, I was like, you know, I know what I'm talking about. And I was very, very kind of set on things have to be this way in order for them to be ideal. And that was, like I said, difficult, especially as a new parent who didn't really know what I was doing. But I knew that I wanted to do this well. We both had our own expectations and realities that we were trying to develop and that we were trying to live in. But I knew that our hearts were both on the same page as it related to our son. So we wanted the best for him. Of course, you know, we wanted to make this a safe place for him. We wanted to um, create a home for him that we didn't necessarily have. But we didn't know how to do that because, again, we didn't have like this picture perfect model to show us how to do this. So we were just kind of going for broke, I'm going to call it. I joke around and I say, our, I, so that was our trial and error child because it really was like, mm, this didn't work. Mm, maybe that should happen or, you know, and we're just going back and forth trying to figure things out. And we have support. I'm not going to say we didn't have support. We did. We had support. But I wasn't at a place where I knew how to accept help. I wasn't at a place where I could allow someone to help us without feeling like it diminished who I was as a mother. I didn't want to say I needed help because that meant that I didn't know what I was doing, which I didn't. But other people shouldn't have known that. In my opinion, I was really struggling with that reality of I need help, but I don't. I'm too prideful or I'm too ashamed to say how I need help or who I need help from because I feel like, and I'm told that I'm supposed to know how to be a mother. Uh, so I was really struggling with that, especially post-graduating. 
undergraduate and not really having like my dream or ideal job, that was really a blow for me. It was like, okay, I have to kind of really step into motherhood. And I hadn't really even developed myself as a person yet. And already my life was changing and I didn't feel that I had much control over it. So fast forward, our son was about 16 months and we found out we were pregnant again. And I was like, so before I was real stressed, I mean, I was stressed before finding out we were pregnant, but I was like, you know, we just gonna, we're gonna fake it until we make it. We just gonna keep going and keep pushing and all this. We're just gonna keep going. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna keep going. And then we find out we're expecting baby number two. I couldn't fake it anymore. I was not okay. I was like, okay. Um, yeah, I'm about to lose my whole mind because I hadn't even got the full hang of doing this with one. And now we're adding another to the mix. So I was, I was struggling. I was struggle busting and um, trying to still navigate the marriage part of it. And we were still trying to learn how to communicate with each other in a way that wasn't toxic. <laughs> we didn't know, like we, we just didn't know how to do it. But we did know that we wanted to figure it out. And uh, we decided that it would be in our best interest for us to try to start over. We decided to make a move to Nashville where we knew no one. We had no like roots there. So we were in Mississippi where both our parents were. And we were kind of, you know, going back and forth and really not leaning into each other, but more so leaning into what we knew to be comfortable. But then we decided to make a move to Nashville where we weren't able to do that anymore. So we moved to Nashville and we tried to start over and it was hard. Like things were still hard. They didn't get easier because we moved, but we had to lean more into our faith and we had to lean into each other to really figure this thing out. So we found out, you know, okay, we're having a girl. And before I knew it, I was having an emotional breakdown. Like I literally remember being in the car and just like losing it. And I couldn't stop crying. And I was like, this is not like me. Like I'm not this emotionally expressive. I was not then. I'm a lot better now. But I could tell that there was a problem, like something is wrong. I was feeling uncontrollably sad and hurt and so many things. And I was like, why am I having this reaction to having a daughter? And this was before I started on my therapist journey, but I, I knew that I needed to explore this. I've always been a person that asks more questions. I've always been like, I wonder why this is happening. Um, so I really had to dig deep into that and figure out what was happening in me that I was having this reaction. And I realized that I was reacting this way because I was afraid of having a daughter because I didn't know how to have a healthy mother-daughter relationship. That realization to me was like, I didn't want to ruin her. I didn't want to hurt her. And to me, I had no example, no model of how not to. I come from a, a long line of mother-daughter discourse, like a long line. And mothers and daughters in our family, they just either like you would get along to a certain extent, but there was always like this underlying feelings of 
you didn't do this for me or you weren't there for me in that way. Or, you know, it was really bad. And I didn't want that to be my reality. And I didn't want that to be her reality, but I didn't know how to do anything else. They ended up telling me that I was on the, the spectrum of, of postpartum, peripartum depression. Um, peripartum is just during your pregnancy, postpartum is afterwards. So I yeah, ended up having both. And I, I felt terrible because it was like, in my eyes, it, it made it seem like I didn't experience this with my son. Why am I experiencing this with my daughter? And I felt guilty because I was like, why aren't I more excited? Why aren't I ecstatic? Most people hope and wish for a girl and I'm over here like bawling my face out and like I'm not even that type of person. So I was struggling. But at this point, I realized that I needed to get help. I needed to find community because I couldn't do this alone. Like I didn't have the resources to know how to do this myself. So I needed to find people that were doing it differently. And so that was really my goal. Like I cleaned my face up and I'm like, okay, we're done crying. I'm going to figure this out. Uh, but I realized at that moment that I couldn't do it by myself. So before, like with our son, where I was like, I'm going to do it by myself. And if, you know, if I ask for help, then people are going to judge me. But with my daughter, I was, I was at such a, a place of helplessness that I knew I couldn't do it by myself and I didn't want to risk her. So I started finding community. By chance, I ended up working at a child development center that really focused on trauma of, of children, ACEs, um, if you don't know, adverse childhood experiences. And we really deep dived into a lot of the why people act the way they do or people respond or behave the way they do and how we respond to it, especially in children. And this place was so healing for me because it gave me answers. I am such a person. I'm like, I need answers and I need to understand the why behind things. And this was the catalyst of me becoming a therapist because I started receiving answers. I started to understand what was happening, why it was happening, and how to do something different. Like that was my hope. I was that was my prayer. I'm like, God, I want to be different. I want to parent differently. I want to speak to my children differently. I want to speak to my spouse differently. And I didn't know how. So this community was showing me and teaching me and supporting me through the learning process. Um, so I was excited to be in this community. And I mean, it was life-changing for me. Like I said, it definitely was the catalyst of me becoming a therapist. Um, and then we ended up moving, of course, right? So, you know, you get comfortable, you get all settled in, and then you leave. And that's kind of been a pattern in my life. Again, we're going to get into that later. But uh, so we left this community and then I felt isolated again. Uh, but this time I knew it was different. I knew that the isolation was different. It wasn't like a punishment. It was more so of a, there was something else that I needed to learn. It was something else that I needed to do. And uh, it was funny because I, you know, I would, be upset because I'm like, I don't have community here. I don't have community. And my spirit was just like, we'll build community. And I'm like, I don't want to. <laughs> I just want to join something and I can help it out. You know, I don't want to 
be the starter. I don't want that much responsibility. I don't want to have that on my hands. But I knew in my heart's of hearts that that was the call for me, was to build community. And so we have the Momship Mastery. That is the community where we are learning how to nurture ourselves while nurturing those around us, nurturing those relationships, learning about reconciliation, how to become one with our own feelings in a way that feels safe, and really just supporting each other through that journey. So that's what the Momship Mastery is going to be. We're going to talk about mom's relationships with self-care, other relationships, family patterns, and all the things that really affect and are affected by motherhood. So that's the introduction. I am excited to get to know you guys. I hope that you're excited to be here and talk to you soon. That's all for today, and I hope that you're feeling inspired to navigate your ships with grace and authenticity. But remember, you don't have to do this alone. Our growing community is here and ready to support you. You can find the link to that one in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, I want you to subscribe, leave a review, and share it with a mom who may just need a little support and encouragement. Don't forget to connect with us on social media. We are on Instagram and Facebook at Momship Mastery, and those links are also in the show notes. Before we go, here's my little reminder. You are an incredible mom. And you have the power to nurture your inner well-being and create meaningful connections and relationships. Embrace the journey, cherish the moments, and continue to thrive in your momship journey. Until next time.